everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Hi everyone. I'm one of your co-hosts, Liam S. Smith. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other co-host who is not Liam S. Smith. That's correct. Learn our voices. Mutually exclusive bodies. <laughs> uh, today we watched episode 13, Jojo vs. The Ultimate Life Form. Uh, this covers chapters 58 through 61 of the manga. Ooh, I mean, that's not as many as the last part, is it? It's four, four or so. Yeah, that's not too bad. Respectable amount. Yeah, a lot of fighting. And also we learn a bit more about the pil- the Pillarmen and their abilities in this episode. Pillarmen. The Pillarmen. Hi, I'm John Pillarmen. I lived in Iraq and now I'm a vampire. I solve crimes I've been doing side. that voice in podcasts a lot recently. I think it's my new thing. What the? My name. The sort of like Metal Gear voice. Yeah, the snake was just like... Pillarman. The snake Pliskin voice. Yeah. That is just... Mm, it's beautiful. Basically, we pick up where we left off, where Joseph has revealed himself to everyone am- around. And he has a very, like, sultry look about him this time. Yeah. Where he's, like, slightly taking off his jacket, but not too much. Just enough to keep you wanting more. Just enough to show his shoulders. Scandal. Oh my god, it's just, it's beautiful. So we learn that Sroham's like, You're Jojo? I've heard about you. Watch out for Santana. He turns men into vampires and then eats them. (laughs) I wish I could say, that's not what he says. That's pretty much exactly what he says, though. Jojo really slowly, intensely approaches him, reaches out his hand, and then boops him on the nose. Tag! You're it. This is a bit where in the in the subs, he starts saying, happy, fun. Nice man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and in, because he's speaking Japanese, except he says happy in English, it almost rhymes. Right, okay. And he just sort of, like, repeats this refrain a few times, trying to get, um... Santana to crack a smile or anything. Yeah. But in the in the uh, the dub, because obviously that wouldn't have worked, he takes a bit of a different tact and he's like, hey there, ever thought about modelling? You've got a nice look there. Go on, smile. Because um, he, he like sort of frames his face a bit as he's speaking. Uh... So they sort of reinterpreted that as him like holding up the camera lens like yeah. directors do. That's smart. Yeah. I like that. And then when we cut from him saying that straight into the OP. <laughs> so um, any new ob- observations about the OP? Well... I noticed the lyrics this time, and I was saying to you that they are very odd. Basically reciting them as they went. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to troll you and then went, wow, this is just, this is, this is not even troll worthy. <laughs> it's trolling itself. Oh, just also a quick note at the top of the show. If we have a bit more echo than usual, we apologize. We don't have our usual uh, echo dampening equipment in the room today. I should have brought my foam. Yeah, well... I've just got like 30 centimetres of foam and it would totally solve all of our problems right now. Yeah, oh well, what are we going to do? Yeah. I guess the Um, other thing that I'll draw attention to in the OP, because we're getting to that point in the show, is uh, there is a sequence where like mysterious villains do strange attacks. Yeah. uh, In the bit where the lyrics are like, mystify the darkness and dodge at the last second. It seems a bit on the nose, that bit. Uh, And I really like the way they're depicted in that, because as we talked about last week, everything else in the OP is really sort of bright and neatly drawn and flamboyant. Whereas they are dark and brooding, very like line heavy art. Yeah, it's quite messy. And sort of like they're sort of black lines on red. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can Hinting see it's obviously... primal and sinister nature. I like it. The rules of nature. We aren't talking about Metal Gear on the podcast this week. <laughs> It's like, we have a rule now. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's very, like, rough. Yeah. As opposed to Jojo's sleek. Do we see sleek. Santana in the OP? I think so. I think that's the one guy we actually see the face of, but... Then it goes to another three or something. See, I think you... see the, with blue hair. There's another shot there that I think you might be thinking of, and I don't want to talk about what's going on there, because that's very significant for later. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mmm. 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 
so anyway, that's the OP. <laughs> Again. Yep. Then we come back basically where we left off, where Joseph is like, well, I have a theory that maybe he's not a bad guy at all. And Shuraham's like, what? Look at all these dead soldiers. <laughs> and George is like, well, you know, they are Nazis. <laughs> so, I mean... Not to paint you in a bad light, but you are Nazis. In the dub, he goes, nonsense, you re... No, in the sub, he goes, nonsense, you reap what you sow. <laughs> I mean... They experimented on him and shot him full of bullets. Yeah, they did do a whole bunch of shitty things because they yeah. are Nazis. And then Santana starts to move. What? He walks past Jojo without even looking at him. The bastard. He says, that was rude. He just walked through me like I wasn't even there. Maybe I should teach him a lesson. Have a nice trip. And he goes to sweep the leg. Have a nice try. But what happens when he goes to sweep the leg? Nothing. Well, I mean, his foot sort of, or his entire shin just sort of flexes backwards yeah. and then goes full circle and then goes back to where it was. And what happens to Jojo? Jojo's foot almost gets absorbed. It's fine, but his pants leg gets destroyed. Yeah, his, his, like, pants get wrecked and his shin just repels back. Yeah. What, what could be the, the meaning of this? Maybe the ultimate being is stronger than we thought. I mean, maybe not, you know. I mean, if we, that was the case, he probably would have eaten him. Yeah, it would have been a pretty short part, this one. Yeah. <laughs> Fewer Nazis. So he walks over and picks up one of the Nazis' machine guns. He speaks in this really interesting, like, sort of halting manner. Because halting. he's like, what is this tool? Cold and long. Many yeah. different pieces Because he's just learnt the language Yeah he is very slow about it Yeah Yeah uh, And then he immediately Field strips the gun <laughs> Expertly As though it was a, a veteran watchmaker I think they said Yeah in the sub. Speedwagon's like We thought we were observing him But he was observing us Dun 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 In the dub he shouts He's using his advanced intellect To learn everything Okay now that might be A bit of a stretch <laughs> <laughs> Then he starts Examining the lights And he's like This light is also new to me Which makes sense if he... If he dies to yeah, sunlight. And yeah, if he'd been yeah. asleep for 2,000 years and had never seen the sun before. Hmm. I mean, what? They had flames and that was the only other light that they would have in... Pretty much. 2,000 years, yeah. And then, I don't know, electricity was invented like 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably pretty new to him. Mm -hmm. Also, he's not turning into a crispy, crispy, crispy statue. No, not in the, not in the uh, yeah. electronic lighting. Yeah, no, which is... Also quite important for later. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I tried. I tried yeah. to make tension. Good work. Good work. Yeah. Then uh, Jojo walks up to him and hits him on the back of the head with an army helmet. Something he does to various people a few times in this episode. Yeah, he does it a lot. It seems it? like, well, we've got all these dead Nazis around. We may as well incorporate their, their, their remains helmets. into the action. Yeah. It's like a Jackie Chan film. Get the environment in with all the dead Nazis. In the uh, in the dub, he's like, hey, I want to tell you a joke. Stop me if you've heard this one. Knock, knock. Hits on head. Knock, knock. Hey. <laughs> and then Santana sort of glances over his shoulder and says, you are playing games, primitive. I do not want to play. Ooh. And then we get a couple of... Like we learn about the, the Pillar Man's special technique in this in this episode, his special where technique. he uses he uses moves, and then a text box will pop up and tell us what oh, the yeah. move's name is, or what its other name is, and also exact information details. about it, like exact details. Yeah. So now he uses rib blades, sometimes known as fighting ribs. Are they? Oh, so bad. By who? <laughs> But, like, the weird thing is, as soon as they come out and, like, start getting in yeah, on Jojo... So he Jojo, shoots his ribs out and backwards and tries to basically pierce Jojo with them. They do make note that they can come out in any direction. Yeah. I mean, this is the only time we see them in the entire episode, but they can come out and in any direction. I will spoil you on this. Ever. <gasps> Ever. <laughs> 
God damn it. Maximum reach 132 centimeters. Maximum pressure 825 kilograms per centimeter squared. So specific. Yeah. So specific. Like, and why 132? It's really interesting how this happens a lot in part two. We get this overabundance of information about things we only ever see once. Maybe it's just to make sure that, like, we never... We understand the magnitude of what Jojo is... Yeah, we never fall into the trap of going, oh, well, you know, it's about 130. It's like, no, it's exactly 132. He needs to know this. It's important. Strikes me as, like, a weird sort of precursor to, like, Dragon Ball Z power levels. Yeah. Except less abstract, I guess. Yeah, but like it's like numerically quantifying what these guys are capable of. Yeah, but then you when just it doesn't. It's not really necessary for the story. Yeah, you enter that bad thing where you're just like, I don't care about numbers. Just yeah. get on with it. Well, that's this is a bit of a digression, but that's also ultimately what the message in Dragon Ball Z is too, because everyone who cares about power levels is repeatedly and constantly proven wrong about them. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter about science. What matters is the art of fighting and the joy. And, like, believing in your friends or whatever. Yeah. Waiting for your dad to, like, show up. <laughs> dad, where were you? I was training. But you were dead. Yeah, I was training. Then though. later. Dad, where were you? I was training in space. <laughs> hey, Dad, what were you doing? I was killing some gods. What the hell, Dad? <laughs> yeah. Isn't, like, the new Dragon Ball Z thing, like, Goku versus Black Goku? Like, yeah, Dark Goku. Yeah, we're, like... He's now an evil in the, version of Goku. In the Future Trunks timeline. I haven't seen it, I just read like... The Future Trunks timeline. So Future Trunks comes back. You remember Future yeah. Trunks from the Cell Saga? I need help in my timeline because Dark Goku is destroying everything. It's It reads exactly like fanfiction. Wow, okay. I mean, I'll still watch it. <laughs> it's still Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I, I saw a really good clip of it though where um, it was another like Mr. Satan propaganda film about how he defeated Beerus, the God of Destruction. <laughs> And, and we, there was, like, Super Hercule in it. He went Super Saiyan oh, Hercule. What? It was fake. Oh, okay. But, but I mean... It was funny. Yeah. I really wanted... You know they did that, um, like, Resurrection of Freezer movie? Oh! It was, like, a really weird Freezer as well. Yeah, Golden Freezer came Yeah! Uh, I really wanted a bit in that where, like, at the start of the Freezer invasion, you see uh, Hercule and one random Freezer mook, like, circling each other and smack-talking, and then the rest of the movie happens, <laughs> and then in the post credit scene it comes back and they're still just circling each other and <laughs> smack-talking. They're just there going, you think this is my final form? You don't even know what a final form is. Oh yeah? I could Watch out for my, my friend Cam, oh, our mutual friend Cam does a really good Hercule impression. Yeah. Watch out for my final form! Oh, Hercule, you'll never be Anyway, this up. isn't a Dragon Ball podcast. Yeah, no, it could be. No, uh, I'd rather not. It will never be. Ah, uh, so the, the fighting ribs happen, and uh, Santana, with his keen intellect, is like, sparks, energy. This... Oh yeah, sparks come off him. Because off Jojo. Because of Hamon. Yeah. This human seems... Different from the others. Dun, dun, dun. At this point, he starts theorizing about what the deal with Joseph is, and I feel like the way I interpreted the dialogue in the dub and the sub is really different. Okay. So in the sub, as we watched, he says something like, are all humans of his age the same? Yeah. Uh, whereas in the dub, I think it's like, is this something that's become common in humans since... Since 2,000 years ago. In, in this era. Yeah. Uh, and then, to test his theory, he sticks his fingers into Speedwagon's head. Mm. Now, based on the, the sub-dialogue... Doesn't make much sense. Well, I felt like it's just like him going, can I stick my fingers in him, or is he going to repel me too? Yeah. Whereas, when I was watching the dub, I was like, is he sticking his fingers into his brain and reading his memories? No, I was thinking, like, in the sub, it makes less sense to choose Speedwagon, because he's like, hmm, is it of all people of this age... 
As in, like, young 20s-ish guy. I thought it was above a certain age. Oh, okay. Even so... Stroheim is probably the better test subject. Yeah, much younger. Also a Nazi. But also much easier to approach. Wheelchair-bound speedwagon. Yeah, true. You don't have to worry about Stroheim He's still in that weird straitjacket thing for the whole scene. Yeah. The whole episode, in fact. Which is quite unsettling. Particularly when he freaks out in a bit. Mm. So, yeah, um... Sticks his hands in speed and goes, huh, so he is unique. Hmm. Jojo is special. And then Jojo comes back up to him and is like, it would seem humans have evolved their confidence, at least. <laughs> cool. And then in the dove, as he goes to punch him, he, because uh, he's going to do a, an overdrive at him. Yep. He says, hope you're hungry. One ham on sandwich coming up. <laughs> What is with this dub version of Jojo? It's just so fun. He's just like laying down the one-liners perfectly. Ham on sandwich? I got I got the pun. No, <laughs> I, I got... Your face right now is just like... <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, it, it doesn't work because his skin is like Straito's scarf. <gasps> it's acting like a ground and all the blood around him is floating now. Yeah, so the, the I guess the Hamlin travels down his body through the floor into the blood and like yeah. messes with it. Which is kind of like, it now makes more sense with the roots that they saw in that cave. All the blood was seeping through all these roots, but now he can go the other way. Where it's like, all right. energy goes in, energy can go out. Enogi. Enogi. That's how they kept saying it. Yeah, it's very weird. Must be a Japanese thing. English. Always a beautiful thing in any anime. There's one anime in particular that one of my friends showed me where the English is real bad because everyone uh, has like their own powers, but they always say them in English. So, like, imagine Jojo, but with more powers. Sounds like One Piece. Yeah, but, like, imagine if all of the powers in Jojo was all in English, but it was spoken by People don't really, like, shout out attack names in this. Yeah, no, they don't. They just sort of say it and just go, yep, that's the attack name, and then they... Well, well, uh, they'll do it, and Speedwagon will be like, he's using his... Space Ripper Stingy Eyes. Yeah. In this, they really just go all out. But they're not very good with the English. Right, okay. Yeah. So I think one guy, one of his things is like party on. And this is set in like feudal Japan. Party on. I don't get it. But anyway, he's like party on. And that happens consistently throughout the season. Okay. So, you know. Sooner or later, it'll become apparent that Joseph is going to start saying, Oh no! A lot. Oh no. Which... It's funny. I mean, as long as I it's guess hilarious. similarly humorous to what yeah. you were saying. Yeah. In that terrible, terrible way where you're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> There's the punch. It's like bounced off his stony hide. Uh, <laughs> and then he counterattacks and it looks, for a second, it looks like Joseph lost his hand. Except you know what's going to yeah. happen. He rolls his wrist out and then he individually like points out each of his fingers. He's like, my hand is totally fine. <laughs> And then he starts doing that thing where you um you grab the thumb on one hand and make it look like you're pulling off the thumb on the other hand. Whoa, whoa, go back. How are you doing that? What? Look, I can pull my thumb off like nobody's business. What the hell? Well, next you'll be removing people's noses. In the dub, he's like, but check it out. I can completely remove my thumb. Doesn't anyone else have a sense of humor left? Come on, folks. This is funny stuff here. <laughs> I just He is like Deadpool in many ways. Where he's like, action joke, action joke, action joke. Now, we were talking before we started recording about how I like the lighthearted Marvel stuff. Yeah. I'm not really into Deadpool, though. Well, Deadpool's, like, hyper-violent. Everyone around him is like, can you just shut the fuck up? But Deadpool's, like, a very specific, oh, yeah, but I'm never going to shut up. I guess it's, like, he strikes me as a bit too wacky for my taste. Yeah. That he just keeps breaking the fourth wall and he keeps making all these yeah. references and he keeps doing all the same stuff. Anyway, Speedwagon observes that Joseph Hammond, Joseph's Hamon is, what, Hamon is what's keeping him safe from uh, death. Yes. <laughs> 
There's no beating around the bush here. It's death. And so Joseph's like, well, I'm fine then. And Droheim is like, no, you idiot. It's like eating a blowfish. He's going to kill you and remove the poisonous parts. Yeah, no. It's terrible. Wait, hang on. Go back. What does he say? It's like eating a blowfish. Yeah, but you remove the poisonous parts. Yeah. Hey, how does that relate to being able to use Hamon? If you kill him, you won't be able to, you won't be able to use the, the deadly Hamon anymore, and then you can eat him. Yeah, but he'll use Hamon to... Look, it's a metaphor. He wants to stop him from being able to use his, his ripple breathing. Okay, all right. It doesn't, doesn't pay to overanalyze these things, Nicholas. <laughs> but that's exactly what we've done for the last, like... No, we analyze things at the exact right <laughs> amount. Touche, touche. I cannot refute that. Joseph tries a new attack. He grabs a nearby knife... And picks it up with his foot. Note, the knife is not on a chain. No. This will be important later. And then he jumps and, like, does what I've, I'm casually calling knife foot attack. <laughs> knife foot Capable of exerting 32 centimetres squared per kilogram of pressure. 32 centimetres squared. Shut up, on the round. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, um, sorry. So, like, he rams that into his, the um. ultimate being's forearm. But, like, the flesh sort of just, like, twists around you and it doesn't really go in. It bends like rubber? Yeah. So it goes like through. Like, basically, it makes a, he basically makes a hole in his arm. Not even that. It's just like it just sort of goes through, and then on the other side it opens up, and you're like, well, everything just sort of. But it didn't really cut. Yeah, nothing perforated anything. But or... that was only stage one of the attack. Because <gasps> Joseph has both of his shoes off by now, <gasps> um, and he tries to great use his other foot. Hey, I need to exhale. <gasps> there we go. Uses his other foot to try to uh, kick him in the eyes because he thinks that they might be a weak point. But then Santana's whole head just sort of. Flattens. Yeah, melts around his foot. It looks a lot like, um... Who's the guy that wrote, uh... The Imigara Fault thing? I don't know. Oh, Shinto. That's his name. Um, it looks like him. Yeah, I think it's Shinto. He's got a melty face. Yeah, he... Okay, so most of his stuff is, like, gruesome horror. Yep. But there's this one thing that he has that's about uh, aliens that invade the world. And they can then turn the human body into, like, any shape they want. So, like, blades or guns or anything. And uh, one guy gets it. He has like an eye on his hand who go- who grows like a mouth. He's like, I don't want to kill people, but we can use your body. He's like, can you not kill me? He's like, oh, all right. And like half of that show is exactly like this. Okay. Where it's like heads flattening and like becoming different shapes yeah. just to serve like battles and well, stuff. Well, it's funny you should say that because it's... There's a really weird sort of tonal dissonance in a lot of these scenes where, like, there's all this crazy bizarre body horror stuff going on. I would agree that it's very bizarre. And then... Alright. <laughs> and then that's immediately contrasted with Joseph yucking it up basically every second yeah. he's on screen. Yeah. It's a lot like Deadpool in a way that's like super hyper So, like the stuff that happened last episode before Joseph arrived, moderately horrifying. We like, he went inside that guy and like, he bloated out. Yeah. And then Joseph just shows up and is like, hey guys, check it out, I can remove my thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time... Ooh, did not get rid of that body horror. No, but it sort of tonally counteracts it. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't work. Santana counterattacks by kicking him really hard in the... I've learned your trick. Nick is really intensely doing the thumb thing and it's distracting me. <laughs> you cannot avoid... Oh, shit, hang on, that's the wrong thumb. All right, anyway. Stroheim's like, that kick to the solar plexus completely knocked the wind out of him. I mean, that was almost German. Yeah, I'm not, as I said last week, I can't really do German, <laughs> and I'm a bit congested today. The solar plexus. Oh god, I sound a bit too erotic and then for a Nazi. And then Jojo's breathing gets disrupted, so Santana starts slowly pulling him into him. <gasps> Things look bad. Speedwagon has a meltdown and, like, desperately claws no. himself out of the chair. Use your breathing, Jojo! Jojo, I love Use you. Use your on breathing! I need to save you, but I love because I love you, but I can't because I'm stuck in this chair. 
in a straight jacket. Yeah. And then Stroheim's like, well, this is all going to shit. I better go use the secret Nazi base self-destruct button. Which, by the way, secret Nazi technology, self-destruct. Yeah. Solid. Solid plan. Any secret base needs a good self-destruct button. Yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) So he he raises his fist and he goes to lower it on the button. And he's like, for the fatherland. And then... But he doesn't get to finish the sentence. Joseph's like, hold it. No need to panic. I'm going to hammer him from the inside out. (gasps) Jojo. This whole time you had a plan? Yeah. No. Joseph Joestar had a plan? (laughs) So his face is like half in the guy's chest and half out of it. So like one nostril is well in there. Yeah. And the other nostril, ready for hum on. But yeah, enough to breathe. Like we were talking about how... We know from all the intense close-ups that you do your hum on breathing through your mouth. Because people always go like... (gasps) And then the weird mist comes out. No, but we were talking before about how, like, um... I've literally forgotten. Shit. Soz. <laughs> oh, yeah, how you were saying, like, every single fight is like, huh, Jojo, you so stupid. Oh, wait, I'm stupid. Yeah. This I've is got like... you exactly where I want you, Jojo. This half is like... in me. Oh, no, he's half in me. My precious <laughs> reflective skin won't block him. It's like, this is the perfect example of, like, oh, no, but I'm the dumb one. But no, um... Santana never really loses his composure until right at the end. Yeah. So he, he activates his ripple and does like a spin, moves his arms around and... Bisects. Yeah, Santana flies into pieces. Yeah. And that's the episode break. And it does like a really weird... We took in some more milk ads. Oh my god, why milk? Morning, Morris. Ugh, Morris needs And to... back in the episode. Uh, now that Joseph has been inside Santana, he knows how they work. <laughs> We're very so, mature here. Uh, I alluded to this last week, I think, but um, every cell in their body secretes digestive enzymes, so their whole body is capable of eating things, and that's how they do it, and that's why it looks like dissolving them. Uh, that's almost believable. Don't really know how Joseph survived being half in and out. Yeah, I was going to say, how did he not get digested? Ripple. Ripple, that's it. If you can fly on a leaf, you can <laughs> avoid being digested yeah. by a man made of digestive but, cells. much like... Straight so, Santana begins reforming. So Joseph grabs his knife and uses the chain that's on it and... Important, there is now a chain on the knife. Yep. It's the same knife. <laughs> There's now a chain on the knife. And somehow loops it all around his upper torso and just... Yeah. This is what I don't Chains get, him right. together. He stabs through both of his hands. That's right. And then both of his hands make, like, the piercing sound. But then, like, the chain goes around him. But how did he pierce through the thing? I mean, what, what what's stopping him from just repelling the knife, you know? I don't know. Harm on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's narrative convenience. Yeah, basically. But he's now trapped him in chains. <gasps> yeah. Which, uh, by the way, it wasn't there before. But it's there yeah. now. Nazi technology. So Stroheim is still by the console and he's sort of freaking out. And then Jojo throws an army helmet at his head and is like, hey, I need some help over here, man. Can you not have me die, please? Yeah. So he's like, oh, well, does he have any other weaknesses? Anything I can use? And Stroheim says, uh, sunlight is his natural enemy. The very reason he made the masks in the first place was to conquer the sun. <gasps> My God. I don't know how he knows that, but people in this part seem to know we... a lot of things they shouldn't. We learn why he knows it later, but for yeah. now. So um, Jojo, start, he kicks open the door and starts dragging uh, him up the stairs. But it's a lot of work and he's uh, he hasn't had a lot of training. So he starts losing his breath. Yeah, he's, he's, Hamon's pretty weak. Yeah. It's pretty low tier. Low tier, Hamon. Get, get good. 
So that's, I guess, like how in um, the uh, Bruford fight, he tried to counteract the Hamon by taking him underwater. And that happens a few times in this part where Joseph sort of loses his composure and can't really do his breathing as well. Mm. So... And obviously, since he hasn't trained, he can't really just get it back. Yeah. He can't be like, I'm going to swim down, because no, he's not that good. So, he, But he is still gradually dragging him up the stairs, but because he doesn't have his breathing working, he's vulnerable to another one of Santana's special techniques. <gasps> Meat invade, aka foul flesh. My god. As like chunks of Santana that haven't reformed. Just jump on his leg. Yeah, like leeches. And yeah. start, I guess, like feeding off him. Fat him-ed. amoeba leeches. And they start draining him. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I'm in a bad way. And then German-sounding chanting, but it might still be in Japanese, starts playing, and as uh, Stroheim literally steps up, (laughs) then he jumps up all the stairs like Wang Chung does. Yeah, he does, like, a very odd sort of jump for a Nazi, you know? This entire time he's been, like, quite strict and quite down, and then now he's like, whoa, yeah, yeah, okay. So he's like, opening the door will end this. Allow me to destroy this vile creature. And then Santana throws his arm at him? I think it was just more flesh, I don't know. More flesh yeah. at like... Gets into his leg and like yeah. the flesh turns into like sort of tentacles or pylons that yeah. like stick from his flesh into the wall binding like him. spider web. Just too far away from the door. Only a few centimetres more. If only there was some way he could detach himself from these. If only there was some elegant device. If only there were say two golden axes on the wall right next to Joseph. <gasps> That's a great idea. Yeah. So he's like, you coward, cut off my leg. It's the only way to get the door open. And Joseph's like, I'm no doctor. I have no idea how to do this right. And then we get, I thought a really cool shot. It was like almost Akira-like mm. of, because he's starting to reform Santana's legs, like dragging themselves up the yeah. stairs towards him. So good. Yeah. Like at that moment, he's like, he's starting to reform. Don't you understand? And then you just see like, not the, I think it's not the arm itself, but the other end of the arm, which has been exploded off, and the skin is pulling it up. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a leg. Oh, maybe it is a leg. Because he doesn't, he can't walk. Yeah, true. Because but... both of his arms are in the um, true chain. That. True that. Yeah, anyway, Astrohem's like, I proudly give up my leg for the fatherland. Now hurry before it's too late. I demand that you chop it off now. And then in the sub, it's like, I can't possibly chop this off. You need to chop it off. I want you to chop. Yeah. And you're like, then I will chop. <laughs> and he, like Joseph has a brief internal monologue about how, even though he's a Nazi, he's of better character than he expected. He's an okay Nazi. So, Sorohan in this episode starts sort of moving away from the, the vicious sadist of the previous episodes and, like, takes on a sort of a more heroic nature. For a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he was a heroic Nazi. Still a Nazi, but a heroic Nazi. Yeah. He had... Good qualities. Was a Nazi, but he had good qualities. We think differently, but I respect his courage. Yeah, that's basically the main thing. It's like, wow, he's a brave man. In the dub, he's like, I figured this guy was just some bloated power monger, but I've got to hand it to him. He's got guts. I'm imagining, like, with the English accent, because I heard, like, one of the dubs. Yeah. With that English accent, he's like, he's got guts. Joseph's dub voice sort of really... It's a voice that would... It conjures the image of, like, a shit-eating grin. Yeah. Yeah. Like Liquid Snake. Oh, yeah. Oh, can't talk about Metal Gear Solid. No. Oh, God. Uh, so, uh, he chops. Uh, Stroheim opens the door and sunlight pours in and Santana begins turning to stone. What? How will he escape this awful fate? Well, turns out... If he can fit into a vent, he can fit into a man. Yeah. Well, I mean, he jumped into a man last episode. Yeah, through his nostrils. But there's a much larger gap in a... I believe the correct term is open wound. Yep. Open wound becomes an open door. So, Stroheim, now without most of his leg, 
has a rather large hole in him through which Santana eagerly glides through. Yeah. And like, Strohan's like, this is really freaking me out. The worst part is it doesn't even hurt. It's feeling really good. It's quite pleasant. Yeah. I've never felt quite like it, actually. Santana starts, like, contorting his body from within and moving him towards a nearby well. I really liked the shot as he was diving into his body. As Joseph tries to hit him with the axe, he just misses it and, like, the axe falls short just where the the wound opens. And, like, you can see the wriggling uh, Santana. Yeah. It would have been funny if he hit the other leg while he was doing that. (laughs) Oh no, my other leg! Wait, that's quite an effective strategy. <laughs> now I can't walk to the w- the well. Oh no, he'll only have to drag himself with his super buff masculine shirt tear. Yeah. Here's the other thing, is that when he gets into him, when Santana's inside of Stroheim, like, he does one shot where I think he, like, shouts at the top of his lungs at Jojo, and, like, all of his clothes tear apart. Oh, I noticed that. I didn't notice that. And, like, half of his shirt just disappears. Okay. Basically. And he just becomes more buff. <laughs> That makes sense. I guess there's more in there. Yeah. He's wearing clothes for a smaller sized man that's inside him. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, okay, that's sure. We'll roll with that. So, Stroheim, in a moment of like brave self-sacrifice and quick thinking, is like, I'm not going in this well. I'm going to pull out one of those weird German grenades. Weird German grenades? You know, with the the stick. With the stick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a smart move because it means he can blow himself up and Santana. Yeah, so first he pulls off like the cap on the bottom or whatever uh, to reveal the fuses. Yep. Uh, and then he's like, it's your destiny to hear these words from my lips, Joelstar. And he starts telling him that... Destiny, making a comeback. The reason that they were research... Well, actually, it's funny you say about destiny because that's something that keeps coming up. Yeah. Particularly in this part, how people keep talking about how Joseph is destined to fight the hollow man, the pillar man. Mm. And everyone seems to know this. Uh, and... Well, it was like, he already said, it's my fate to go to Mexico. Or maybe Streitzo said he was destined to go to Mexico. It becomes... A, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, it becomes a lot more significant later on when people start talking about, like, the fate of the Joe stars. Right. So but he... we'll cover that in more detail when we get to it. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that he reveals that they, they found another pill- pillar in Europe. And the reason they were researching this one was A to figure out how to take the Pillarmen's powers but B how to destroy them because they have too many powers they're the greatest threat to the fatherland ah yes the Nazis yes it all comes back to him being a massive Nazi yeah (laughs) you know for the most part he's courageous however he is still very much a Nazi so he's like you should go to Rome and meet a man that Speedwagon knows well who could it be is it Tom Petty no (laughs) shit my prediction is totally wrong uh, well... And then he's, he quotes Plutarch. Who I'm imagining is meant to be Pluto. No, Plutarch's a person, I think. Is Plutarch an actual philosopher? You're thinking of Plato. Sorry, Plato... Fucking hell. I'm pretty sure Plutarch's a person. Huh. Human greatness lies in having the courage to face down one's fears. That's what he says. I mean, it's pretty... As he goes to kill himself with a grenade. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty inspiring. It's like how in Game of Thrones, it's like, Can a man be brave even if he's scared? That's the only time a man can be brave, son. Shit. That's some deep-ass shit you're talking there, son. <laughs> yeah, so then he grenades himself. Joseph's like, don't do it, I still have questions. <laughs> I love that that's the exact words as yeah. well. It's like, no, wait, stop, I still have questions. At least the conversation gave him time to get his breath back. Yeah, which is important. Yep, because the grenade explodes and Santana is there, unharmed. Well, he's like chipping away yeah, because he's turning to He's start. in one, he's intact. Yeah, he's still alive. So they, they go to punch each other, they do the, one of those cool cross counters where they each punch each other's fist. Oh, so sick. The coolest move. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to get you right where it hurts the most, where you're punching me. Yeah, you know how I can stop your punch? By punching your punch. 
What happens if someone punched their punch's punch? I mean, it's already happening. But what if there was a third punchy where like, it's a try punch, right? Well, okay, your face does not scream enthusiasm to me right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Santana wins the confrontation or does he? <gasps> Joseph flies backwards into the well. Santana jumps in uh, behind him and Joseph's like, ha, fuck you, it's high noon. <laughs> Now, I'm sure Overwatch, when this episode comes out, might not be quite as relevant. Overwatch is always relevant. Overwatch is it's always relevant. It's a game for the ages. <laughs> so, Joseph, at this point, does he do the... His classic, next you'll say. Yeah. Huh. Uh, he's you primitive. You'll say, I've seen right through you all this time, Joestar. Or primitive in the sub. I've seen you... I've seen right through you all this time, prim... What? But... It turns out Joseph's seen through him all along. The sunlight is reflecting off the water in the well. Because it's high noon. Yeah, and also the sun is shining down from above. Because so <gasps> it's high noon. Do, all Joseph needs to do is stop Santana from take, reaching shelter in the water. So he jams his arms and legs into the sides of the well. He's catching him. He activates catch humon. <laughs> I activated the biomagnetism in my body with the biomagnetism in these rocks. And that's how I'm sticking to them. <laughs> oh no. That's not how Joseph speaks either. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you heat up the rocks enough, they'll sort of act like magnets, right? It's really That's cool in the, um, in the dub. He's like, well, I guess you want to take shelter in the water. Well, screw that. I'm not letting you touch the water. Jams arms and legs in. Nice. And it's like a really cool shot of both of them falling, but slowing. Will they reach the water in time? And Joseph's back. He's like half submerged, but Santana's still well above it. Oh, he's well above. And he's already basically a statue. Yeah, and the final shot of our episode is him frozen, like screaming in anger as he's, the sun has turned him into a statue. Sucker. Joseph speaks over that. Uh, I can't remember what he says in the subtitles, but in the dub he says, I'm alive, thanks to the sun. He's a statue now, but we finally got that smile. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, I feel like the dub, where they were just like, this is going to be the best part ever. Yeah. Roundabout. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that was a pretty good episode, I thought. That was uh, a sick episode, man. Mostly great. mostly a fight, but a, a, an entertaining one. Yeah, with a lot of uh, cognitive fighting. And once again, like I say mostly a fight, but like... It was like six fights compressed into there was, one. No, no, there was like maybe like five attacks in it. Yeah. It wasn't like a thousand. Most points. of the tension comes from like, how can I solve the puzzle as enemy presents? And how can we open this door? Mm. It was only a few centimeters away. So we got rid of his leg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not the most elegant solution they could have thought up. But it gets results. <laughs> it gets results. And when it comes to results, the Nazis are the best for that. So uh, any particular highlights or lowlights for this episode? Hmm. I have to say, I'm really getting into Joseph being like, next you'll say this. Yeah. And then the twist. But it's not a shitty twist. It's like a really good twist where you just go, it is high noon. We're in Mexico. The sun's a bitch. Um, Pretty dope standoff. Oh, so good. And then that one shot of him where it's like, next you'll say this. And then the dude says it. And then it goes to like the, uh, what do you call it? It's like framed yeah, inside. Like across his eyes, shot of his eyes. Yeah. And it's got the little Aztec symbology going across it. And you're like, oh, yes, all of that. Uh, yes, that's my highlight. I really enjoyed the moment to where um, Stroheim is going to go bring his fist down on the self-destruct button. And then Joseph's like, no, wait, I've got this. <laughs> and he's just half inside yeah. him. Don't worry, guys. Hold on. I, I have this. Don't worry, everyone. I had the situation perfectly in control. As it looks like he's being eaten. Guys, chill. I've got you. Low lights. Hard to pick one in this episode, I'd say. Yeah, no. Um, 
I mean, probably the fact that we will never see any of these attacks ever again. Yeah, that's fair to say. Like, So we got these attacks, right? And they're great. They're amazing. They're fantastic. And we will never see them again. Fighting ribs? Oh, Very imaginative. Fighting ribs, man. Meat invade, aka foul flesh. Oh, so good. Never again. No. And yeah. you can just tell, like... Oh. I'm inclined to agree. Like, it, I guess it does a decent amount of... Do a decent amount of showing his physical capabilities, mm. but why? It doesn't do much when you're like, it has all of this, and then there's no payoff later down the line yeah. where that becomes relevant. Like, if it was, he can crush a rock with his bare hands, and then later down the line, he's got a rock and he crushes it with his bare hands. Sick. That makes sense. Yeah, that was useful information to have, as opposed to, here are his powers that you will never see again. Yeah. Well, bye. Like, there's no reason, and I think it probably would have been rich of the sort of, like, horrific picture they were painting of him the sort of unknowable Aztec monster god mm. uh, if they just didn't explain attack names for these yeah I suppose the good thing about it with having that specificity is that you realise that he's not all powerful he does have limitations I guess so however but I feel like the sort of general tone of the episode is trying to paint him as like this sort of being of unknowable quantity of power some sort of ultimate warrior you might say. More like the ultimate idiot, because he gets stuck <laughs> in that well. Oh, uh, what an idiot. But yeah, like, we never see it again. What's that, what's that Danny? Strohan, uh, Santana fell down a well. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, we'll never see it again, and I'm just like, oh, but I want to see it again. Uh, so, Nick, next you'll say, oh, no. Oh, no. What? <laughs> okay. All right. Predictions. Predictions. Oh, no. Getting a bit vague memory-wise there. Yeah, yeah, pretty vague. Pretty vague. So this is like almost as far as I can remember having watched. Because now all I remember is there's a tower with a girl and some dude and they're climbing up a water fountain or something. And that's about it. That's as far as anything. Oh, and there's more pillarmen, but we already know that they're coming. Yeah. So I'm like... I think we had a brief shot of them in this episode. Maybe, I think so. Like a flash of the other pillar. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There must have been. Or like the masks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's getting real hard. Okay. So they didn't just escape the Nazi base. They barely escaped the Nazi base. But they also pretty much destroyed it in the process. There were no Nazis left there. Yeah. It's not so much Except for those two guys that Joseph knocked out. Yeah. It's not so much a Nazi base so much as a base. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think, think what'll happen is... Joseph will take Speedwagon uh, back home. No, he'll free Speedwagon, right? Speedwagon will then say, it's your destiny to go on your own. Find the Pillarman, because I'm too scared to go with you. He was, like, in a state of nervous tension for this whole episode. Yeah, he was just there going, oh, no. And then they went outside. I can only imagine what he would have been doing. Well, I guess I'm stuck in this room now. Yeah, it's just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Joseph will probably take him back to, like, New York or something and say, yep. I'm going to go to Rome. And then Speedway will go, cool, well, later. See ya. I'm not going. I'm just going to chill with Arena so that neither of us die. That's a good choice. Maybe we'll see Smokey again before he goes to Rome. Maybe. Probably not, though, considering that before he went to Mexico, we got one shot of him and Smokey just going, starting to go to Mexico. So, do you have any thoughts of what will happen in Rome? Well, um, I'm Rome, don't... Italy, Axis power. Yeah, I don't think he's immediately going to go to the Pillarmen. I think the Nazis are going to be there. Maybe maybe they'll accidentally awaken the Pillarman. Maybe. I don't think they will until Joseph arrives, though. Right. For plot reasons. <laughs> Create some dramatic tension. Yeah, and then he'll get completely fucked over by three Pillarmen. Except, because, like, in the OP there were three. So I assume there's gonna be three. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, so he might get completely fucked over by three and then go into training or something like Jonathan did. Except he'll be really shit at training. That's a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Either so, that or uh, the Pillarmen take over most of Rome. <laughs> like, ooh. Pillar City. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon he's just going to go to Rome, get fucked over, go into training, and then fuck them all right back down. Okay. Sounds like a sound prediction. Really hope it's right. <laughs> ah, so if you like our show, you can uh, correspond with us at uh, jojopodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at the same. Or you can rate and review us on iTunes. That's how you help new people find the show. Yeah. Help people find us, for God's sake. We've, uh, at this stage in recording, created a short list of uh, potential new theme songs that you will probably heard at the top of the episode. Yeah, for what, like four episodes now? Yeah. Yeah. We would have it by now if Nick would do his job. Well, look, mate. Look here. I've already selected one, but we can't get it. But I'll just make my own. I'll make my own electro swing song. It'll be perfect. It'll, mm, it might not be perfect, actually. All right. Uh, until next time. To be continued. Because I know that there's someone who's preg. Oh wait, no, it's not She-Hulk. It's like Super Lady or someone. I don't know. But like, she gets pregnant, has the kid, and then like She-Hulk and someone else just come around. They're like, "Hey, Jessica Jones had a kid." Ooh, maybe it was Jessica Jones. I don't know. With Nick Cage. What? I'm sorry, go back a bit. Jessica like, Jones Luke had a... Cage, sorry. Oh, I was going to say. Nick Cage. What's he from? Oh, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, Nick Cage. I've got my cages mixed up. You've got Luke. You've got Johnny from Mortal Kombat. And Nicholas from Our World. And Johnny's daughter, Cassie. She's cool. I liked... I briefly played Mortal Kombat 10. Yeah. And she was one of the characters that I liked. Because she, along with her dad, were the only ones who seemed allowed to have any fun ever. <laughs> yeah, but that's because they're just giant douchebags. I'm not really into, like, the sort of everything serious all the time universes. Yeah. Well, I think, like, they have their place. But at the same time... Yeah, like, it's perfectly fine. It's just not for me. Yeah. There's so many people now that are like, yeah, the Marvel Universe is getting a bit, you know, fun, isn't it? And, like, easy does it there. I like that. It's the same reason I can't really get into, um... Well, I'm not really into wargaming, but I can't really get into any any of the Warhammer 40k products because oh, but dude. it's just like, no fun ever. Everything's depressing. No, but that's the whole reason why it's so funny. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's not for me. so funny. The orcs seem fun. The orcs are amazing. They Okay, so secretly the orcs are actually the most powerful race, but because they're so dumb... They don't know. Right. So, like, whenever... The reason why they can actually achieve space travel is because they will it to be. Yeah, I've heard that. Because they're, like, powerful psychers. And they're like, I'm gonna smash it till it works. And by doing so, their psychic powers allow it to work. And you're like, I'm sorry, but you throw your own little, like, slave dudes into the engines. It's like, yeah, and then it worked better. Yeah, and, like, the whole, like, it takes 40,000 souls a day to keep the emperor and therefore the universe intact. Who cares? Dude, it's so over the top. It's beautiful. I heard it originally started as a joke at the expense of people who were like, Warhammer Fantasy needs to be more serious. (laughs) Oh my god, yes. That's the best joke. Yeah, no. 40k. Flawless. Flawless series. Because it's so ridiculously over the top series. Fair enough if you enjoy it. It's just not for me. But dude, heresy. I just don't care. Uh, All the memes that come out of it. (laughs) The DNA of the soul. You know who said that? That guy from Metal Gear. (laughs) Rising Revengeance. Oh no. He was quoting Richard Dawkins, I think. Oh god. No, um, uh, I should link you text-to-speech device. Which is about when the Emperor gets a text-to-speech device. Because he can't talk. Yes. 
But he can, like, do that, basically. And so he gets really angry at everyone, because he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you all? You guys all suck. I'm basically Jesus, and you guys all suck. Yeah, it's like, okay, why are you murdering everyone? It's like, because you willed it to be- No, I fucking didn't. I'm just here sitting. When did I will all of this shit? And, like, there's one scene known as the heretic scene, where uh, there's an Imperial Guardsman uh, who just walks in, finds, like, an anime magazine. He's like, ooh... Oh, this is- and then, like, a space marine, like, smashes in and is like, You inspire your men with such foul smut, commissar! You're a heretic! And then shoots him dead. The thing falls onto his face, and then, like, someone else walks in and is like, How dare you, you filthy heretic! And, like, shoots him. It's like, maybe I'll just give it one look. And then a grey knight walks in and is like, Sister, I need your bluff- Wait, what's that? You're a heretic! And then just shoots her up. And then at the top, there's, like, uh, someone in, like, an orbital bombardment cannon who's just sitting there going, They're all just killing each other down there. I mean, I could just exterminate them. Exterminate! And just smashes on this thing, and the whole planet explodes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Heresy. All right. Podcast.